My name is Sam Bradford and I'm a chartered financial planner and also a keeper of chickens in my garden. My mission is to help people have a healthy relationship with money, one where they can feel educated and confident to make their own financial decisions. Financial Chat from the Chicken Coop provides bite-sized financial education and nuggets of information so that you can be empowered and inspired to create financial freedom and build up your own nest egg for the future. Hello there, it's Sam Bradford here from Simplicity Financial Planning and it's all chat from the chicken coop. And today's topic, we're going to be talking a little bit about how we show up within the patterns and behaviours of our life and specifically around money because that's actually how we do a lot of things in life, how we show up with our views and feelings and patterns around money is often how we also show up in other aspects of our lives as well. Now we're going to look at different types of characteristics. We call them archetypes and at its fundamental core, an archetype is just an original pattern or model, which is comprised of a set of memories or ideas shared amongst everybody, humanity, basically. We recognize different archetypes. The famous psychologist Carl Jung sought this explanation of our human psyche by characterizing 12 different archetypes and it really does transcend different cultures. And you can see that when we talk about a certain archetype, we imagine a picture in our mind about what that archetype actually represents. So they allow us to understand stories from all different parts of the world and have a common theme. And some of the examples we have are the ruler, the hero, the creator or the artistic one, maybe the innocent childlike optimism or the sage, the one that's a bit like Yoda, everybody goes to, or even the wisdom, the person who's the wise person in the tribe, the village, for example. So as you can see or hear, there are lots of different types of characteristics that can represent an archetype. And this is no different when it comes to looking at our archetypes amongst money. And this is how we can start to recognize some of the patterns that we have around money. And actually, they can also support you in understanding and what strengths you have and also what challenges you might have around that specific pattern. It can help get rid of some of these unconscious money blocks that you may have and may be carrying. Because if money blocks occur in your life, they can really take control of it. And it's important that you look at doing something about it to really help support and create ease around every aspect of your life, as I've said before. So some of the money blocks you may be experiencing could be that you're just too busy to figure out how to take control or how to um, take your income to the next level. Maybe you want a bit more profit if you're a business owner or you want to ask for that pay rise. You just don't know how to do that. Maybe you feel that you're avoiding looking at dealing with your money, looking at your bank balance to just see what you have. And that's common. Uh, We often go to our primitive fight, flight, or freeze mode when it comes to dealing with money. And looking at your bank balance is a really classic example when you see that come through. We see it online these days, don't we? They tend not to come through the post. But do you religiously look at your bank statement on a monthly basis and check off whether you actually have 
um, the right things going out. Maybe there is a pattern occurring that you can see more expenditure than you should be having or more expenditure on a certain type of item than you may need to have. So these are things that you may be avoiding. And actually, interestingly, it could also be that you might fear that money will change you, but it actually might change the, the the nature of you at your core. And that stresses you out from actually seeking more profit or wanting to put yourself forward for that next promotion. Secrecy around money because you want to feel safe and, con and in control. So you end up holding on to your money a little bit more and, and not being as generous as uh, you may want to be. And you don't really understand why that is. So we have this I guess we call it a money code and it's a code around how you are specifically with money. And it's different for different people because we aren't all the same. And if you go to a restaurant, for example, I can give you my own example. Even today, I will go to a restaurant and I'm a grown up woman and I've got a mortgage and I've got income coming in and I can meet my expenses. But if I go to a restaurant and look at the menu and I'll have a skim read through. I know subconsciously my eyes looking at the corner of where the prices are. Same with a wine list, always. Now, part of that I know from having worked on my own money archetypes is to do with the fact I want good value for money. Of course, we all want that. But the other part of it is also that I'm holding on to those old beliefs that I don't want to let go of my money either. Now I'm scared that if I really have what I want, that I'll actually open the floodgates and all of my money will flow out. So I'll temper it. I'll put a lid on it. And if I see two different items on the menu that I like the look of, I will more often than not go for the cheapest option. And that's just a pattern that I've created over many years. And I recognize it now. And I actually look to make sure I look at the actual food itself and how I'm going to feel and what I really want and start to ask myself that question rather than have my primitive brain jump in and tell me which option I should be having. And so if some of this is resonating with you, then this work might really interest you. And some of the examples that I have around archetypes of that, that I work with when I talk to clients is over eight different patterns and the patterns are set as i say around this type so the eight different types are accumulator connector maverick celebrity romantic ruler nurturer and alchemist and they all have different characteristics so if we take our accumulator to start with the accumulator uh, may tend to judge others for their money habits uh, or feel great emotional connection and love about saving money. So there are savers amongst us. They do feel anxious and worried, reluctant about spending money. And I have a lot of accumulator in me. So there you have it. My example of the menu really shows. You likely to be quite frugal, overthinking purchases and insist on buying things on sale. Aha. Uh -huh definitely one of mine because I will be scowling across the internet, scrolling across the internet, sorry, to actually check whether or what there's a better price for the same item out there. So you're careful to live within and even below your means because you're frightened of losing control. Of course, there can be some challenges to that as well, because you might find you become obsessive and feel guilt 
about investing your money. So if you're feeling guilty about investing, you guess what? You might not actually be able to let your money grow in the future. So there can be some challenges to being an accumulator, but equally, there's some great strengths there as well. Now, our next one is the connector. And if you've got a great ability to connect and build relationships, this could be you. How you would show up would be that you you love connecting to others and creating long-term relationships that can generate an income. You wish you didn't have to actually think about money. So you'd rather not actually manage your own money. It's, it's just something you'd rather avoid. And you do avoid facing many money situations, hoping it will just improve on its own. So it's the classic ostrich head in the sand example. You care more about having your heart to heart connections than you do about actually making money, which is in itself a really lovely strength about wanting to actually support other people. But having that lack of financial independence or not feeling the empowerment over money can really lead to a bit of a challenge for a connector. Mavericks, on the other hand, are very different. They actually have a, a bit of a rebellious side of them. They're attracted to get rich opportunities. They love standing out in a crowd and they have courage and tenacity when it comes to generating income. So they're the ones seeking out the different um, options out there to make more money. They don't even cane into other people's opinions either. So they're, they're very resolute in how they deal with their money and their opportunities the money can give them. But the shadow side of that is that they have a tendency to gamble with their financial security. Classic entrepreneurialism, where they put all the chips on black, on the hopes and the optimism that they're going to win. And then if it doesn't win, they have massive losses, massive crashes. So you just need to be careful that you don't get caught up in that. And also in the need for seeking approval from other people as well. That actually is a bit of a challenge for someone who has maverick tendencies. Next, let's talk about our romantic side. So if you're a romantic, you would uh, actually be a pleasure seeker. You really want to use money to seek great pleasure. You love using your senses and perhaps you'd be the person to want to buy things for self-gratification. You're the one spending on the spa day or going off on weekends away, city breaks, because it makes you feel good. You believe money is to be enjoyed and actually dislike being told no to things. So you indulge in yourself to feel, to feel special. And you often avoid making changes to that money behavior, even when you know it wouldn't benefit you. So clearly having that flamboyant spending pattern can mean that you ignore anything to do with your finances. And that can be a detriment to if you're a celebrity, you're going to be, as the name suggests, that drawn to the material things in life and showing off your trinkets to other people because you have that celebrity feel that you want the value of money as a tool to achieve the status that you're looking for and the image and recognition. You do love standing out in a crowd and impressing other people and often have a really charismatic and magnetic personality. You love being recognized. You're also very generous if you're a celebrity as well. You, you really love to project that image of wealth and success. But unfortunately, 
it doesn't always match the bank balance that you have. So you have magnetic qualities and confidence that radiates, which is immense strengths here. But your challenges may be around this compulsive spending and actually valuing your status above financial security. So it can be some drawbacks as well. If you're a ruler, you are someone who never feels satisfied you've ever made enough money. You're continually challenging yourself to achieve higher and higher financial goals. Your business may often than not dominate your world because you do have this fear of losing control of your money, your power and your identity. You're a natural and passionate leader of people and they want to follow you too. So you give uh, great confidence to others. You actually believe what you're creating now will bring happiness in the future, which drives that tendency to overwork and, and give so much to your business. But clearly having that vision and that determination, classic strengths as well. But be mindful that you're not chasing that moving money target, that you're never satisfied even when you get to the next goal. Our second to last description here is a nurturer. So this is someone who is our inner sponsor. A nurturer, as the name suggests, is someone who has that nurturing quality. So you appreciate money, yet feel you need to overgive for every penny you bring in. And you you're a natural, generous person wanting to protect others, shelter and nurture others financially as well. You're the person who would be happy to give your last five pound note if you see someone else in need. You have very good money habits, but either don't have much saved or you actually may carry debt because of helping others. And you find it very painful to set money boundaries. So that strength of giving and being devoted and reliable is fantastic, but mind it doesn't actually lead to abandoning yourself and feeling resentful because you've become a bit of a martyr for other people. And our final description here is our alchemist. And our alchemist is attracted to some of the most unconventional and alternative ways to make money. You care very much about social justice and leading a movement rather than actually making money. And you feel a bit of a love-hate relationship with money and find yourself relying on others for financial support just because you just don't want to deal with your own. You feel a bit inwardly vulnerable and insecure, but you are talented, however, at actually attracting money in these unusual ways because you have that trust in what, where money will come from. You, you seek flow. So having that transformational and very different approach to money can actually be quite freeing and you're very trusting, but relying on others for financial support and feeling a little judgmental about money itself can actually be a challenge to people with alchemist tendencies. And so hopefully you found that a little useful to see how there are different descriptions around money. And of course, we're not truly embedded in one type or another. We're a blend. We're a blend in ourselves, aren't we? When I look at money archetypes with our clients, they tend to have the top three that we look at and the least present in them and actually work around how those blend together and how that can actually support 
them going forward so they know what to look out for. And what is stopping them then from moving forward in their businesses as well, how they can recreate a new pattern to take them forward as well. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about these types of archetypes, then do feel free to get in touch. I would love to discuss it more. But for now, thank you for listening. And there'll be more chat from the chicken coop very soon.